HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report, live every Wednesday at 5. It's been a couple of weeks. We're here with Heather Hyman of Heritage Foods, and we've got a special guest in-house with us today, Michaela Best of Yoga Anonymous. How are you today, Michaela? Doing very well. How are you, Heather? Awesome, as always. Glad to have you here with us. So I've got Michaela here with us to hold down the yoga end of things, because uh, we have a special guest on air with us today. David Romanelli, a.k.a. Yeah Dave. He's a Yahoo's wellness expert, and he um, helps bridge the gap between yoga and food, which is why we're really excited to have him on the show today. Um, we see that there's a lot of parallels between agriculture and yoga, especially in the sense of uh, their modernization. So, um, Dave, are you on the line with us? I'm here, and it's great to be here. Awesome. Well, we're really happy to have you on air. So people may think it's like a bit of a stretch that we're, we're talking about yoga on the Farm Report. So I was wondering if you could give us a little background on um, what exactly you do and how you've uh, come to be known in the food world for yoga. I had a really good friend from college um, who started uh, a chocolate company, Vosges Chocolate. Yeah. And I, after college, was opened some yoga studios with friends. And while she was experimenting with chocolate, infusing chocolate with all these crazy ingredients like wasabi and curry and sea salt and everything under the sun, I was experimenting with yoga, infusing it with all the things I loved, you know, like hit fashion, music, all the things about which I was passionate. And a number of years ago, my friend, her name's Katrina, and I, we started talking, and we talked about how for a lot of women and a couple dudes, yoga and chocolate are at the very top of their list, and we started this yoga and chocolate experience, and I've been mm. traveling all over the country for the last six years, and really it's just about being in the present moment, how when you're more present and more relaxed that a little piece of chocolate is like a symphony of flavor in your mouth, mm-hmm. and sort of a metaphor for that everything in life and experienced in the moment mm-hmm. is richer, better, or sweeter. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, how do you um, bring people, you know, that are foodies per se, you know, and, and bring them into your yoga world? I mean, where is like the connection and the things that you currently do um, in terms of events or, or workshops? It's um, This year I started doing yoga for foodies and it was inspired by watching the movie Food Inc. And I have to admit that um, was somewhat ignorant. I think like 
so many millions and millions of Americans out there and saw that movie and I was just blown away and wanted to try to make even the smallest bit of an impact. So came up with this idea of doing yoga for foodies and have been collaborating in, with different chefs around the country. Sometimes it's actually at their restaurants. Sometimes it's in yoga studios in different cities. And it's really a way to share the message of the slow food movement. And, you know, so much of yoga and so much, I think, of slow food is actually slowing down. Mm-hmm. And I talk about how when you can slow down and, and be in the present moment that you can experience subtleties, not just in your mind and your soul and your body, but also in fresh whole foods. So that's kind of the, the parallel, the connection. Yeah, I would definitely agree that that's a big connection. Um, Mikhail and I actually tried to do a, a cooking and yoga installment <laughs> where, um, you know, we basically, um, if she could tell you more about the yoga part, but it was about a breathing exercise, which Pranayama. <laughs> basically able to, to relate to, um, you know, like the, the you know, starting point um, of like where like the genetics came from of, you know, the heritage breeds that a lot of the farmers I work with raise. Um, um, can you give a little bit of the definition of the pranayama? Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, we, we did a, a series or a segment rather called uh, Building the Foundation Pranayama and Roasted Chicken. So um, I taught Heather a little bit about pranayama and about breathing, and she taught me how to cook a heritage chicken. And uh, we had a lot of fun, and I think that there are a lot of parallels like that that can be made in several ways so I was that was that was a lot of fun so Dave what do you think um some of the things people take away most from from these are they the jam sessions that you do when you go to the restaurants or the farmers markets to, to get these ingredients and I think people realize you know it's like we're all going so fast and so much of life in today's world is about speed and efficiency and convenience, which you need to, you know, embrace speed and efficiency and convenience. But when you apply those things to, like, your maturity and your evolution, you you can go as slowly and sane. I think everybody feels a little bit of that. Um, there's a great quote by Carlos Petrini I, I always share in the class. He started the slow food movement. And he said, some experiences which are crucial to our maturity cannot be speeded up and are only possible if they occur slowly. And I think that participants, no matter how into food or not into food they are, they, they always realize that, like, going a little more slowly sometimes enhances quality of life exponentially. You know, it's really important to just take a deep breath and put down the cell phone and mm. slow down a little bit. Yeah, turn down for, for at least 30 minutes. Uh, that's very important to do. <laughs> um, so what are some of um, like the most exciting things that you've done? Like, Have you ever brought people to a farm to, to do yoga? Is that something? That's probably the next phase. I mean, we had an event, a Yoga for Foodies event in Phoenix. And, you know, Phoenix, people that live here don't generally think of Phoenix as a hotbed for fresh whole foods. And we went, I went down before the event and, you know, we picked up some of the food at this, uh, it's called Maya's Farm in South Mountain, right in the in the desert in Arizona, and got some delicious foods and, and brought them. A lady who is the, Patty Emmert is the director of Slow Food Phoenix, went and created an absolute amazing feast of fresh whole foods. And after the yoga class, I think people that live here were so amazed mm-hmm. that these foods all came from the earth in their backyard and that they could support their local farmers. I think a lot of people didn't even know there were local Mm -hmm. farmers in Phoenix. So 
I think that it's the, it's the message that you know you can embrace your local producers. That food is so much more interesting when you're buying from local producers and you're aware of where the food comes from and you're you're aware of the story. It just makes the whole eating experience so much more interesting. And do you feel that there's like um I mean I don't know that much about you know the real foundations for yoga, but isn't community a really big part of yoga? Absolutely, and community is something nowadays that, you know, I think a lot of people, myself included, I don't even know all my neighbors, mm-hmm. and I know when we have our yoga studios in Arizona, and you, you, the community gets together for like an, a yoga event or a workshop, it's a really wonderful feeling to be connected with other people. A lot of times nowadays we're more connected with our machines than we are with the people around us, mm-hmm. and I think that's another important message with the whole yoga for foodies thing is... It gives you an excuse to slow down when you're eating because you're really relaxed. You're talking to people around you that you wouldn't otherwise talk to. You kind of eat in a communal atmosphere, and it's just a totally different vibe, and I think people really appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. Definitely. So um, what is this about um, the, the Yahoo Wellness? Um, are you the Yahoo Wellness expert? I'm a true? blogger on Yahoo. Okay. There's, a, there's a series of, of wellness experts. I kind of take the irreverent approach um, to everything that goes on in the world of wellness, sometimes it takes itself a little too seriously. So try to kind of like puncture it a little bit and shed some light. Well, what are, what, and um, uh, to, to move on with the, the, the jam sessions, what are some of the most uh, like memorable um, sessions that you've done? I mean, was it a special chef? Was it an amazing meal? I'm sure they're all wonderful, but which one stands out in your mind the most? I did something with Dean Fearing uh, I think he won a James Beard Award, and he was such an interesting guy. Um, in uh, it was in Dallas, and for him, it was less about it was more about the environment and you know the, the fun atmosphere. He told me that if the people in his kitchen, when at his restaurant in Dallas, if they're not happy, mm-hmm. he you know he lets them go because <laughs> there's there's something about the happiness and the energy that I goes into food that has such an impact on people. I thought that was so interesting. And uh, we did a vegan, uh, Joy Pearson in New York City was the, the chef that I collaborated with who started Candle 79 and Candle Cafe. Mm-hmm. And I stupidly brought these uh, rich truffles to the event. You know, obviously that's not vegan. So that was <laughs> kind of an interesting moment before we started, but then we laughed about it later. Those were a couple of the highlights, and I've got some great ones coming up. I believe that um, we're, I'm going to be doing it with Ming Tsai mm-hmm. in Boston and uh, Monica Pope in Houston, who has been getting a lot of great um, attention for, for what she's been doing. So there's some really interesting people that have jumped on board to try the Yoga for Foodies experiment, you might say. Do you only cook with um, produce, or is there is there any like um, meat involved at all? No, there's definitely meat involved. I mean, some of the chefs have used meat. It's obviously, you know, aware of the origin of the meat and it's grass fed. And but there's definitely it's not all vegetarian. I mean, I just don't think it's realistic. And I, I really want the experience to kind of meet people where they're at, mm-hmm. not be too hoity-toity, hoity-toity, or mm-hmm. yogier than thou, as one person said. <laughs> But more about, you know, most people aren't vegetarians, and if, if it's strictly vegetarian, I think it kind of makes it less accessible. Right. So by having meat on the menu, we explain where the meat comes from, and it's how important it is to be aware of the origin of your food. 
and it makes it it's a step in the right direction for people right because yoga really is for everyone and i think that um, a lot of people get turned off by that whole uh you know vegetarian you know it's just it can be a little bit exclusive and not everyone you don't have to be a vegetarian to do yoga that's ridiculous what what does your bio say how does it open up um yeah the first line of i'm a yoga teacher the first line of my bio is that um michaela best is not your typical yoga teacher she enjoys red meat and red wine (laughs) so i'm I'm on board (laughs) that's great um, now, so I, I, you're obviously a teacher for yoga. Um, would you think that we need to get more, um, you know, farmers involved in yoga? As <laughs> they're probably, you know, working so hard and super stressed, and you know, um, do probably more manual labor than most people um, we know. <laughs> we should get something yeah. going for the farmers. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think. I don't know how many farmers are doing yoga. That's a good point. <laughs> and somebody just brought up they should do like yoga in the earth or something like that. That's a great, actually, a really interesting idea to do yoga on the farm. Um, they're doing that. What's that movement where their people are they're traveling around the country and eating at at a farm? And oh different yeah, places? it's like agriturismos or uh, agritourism in, in the <laughs> United States. <laughs> I think it was it started in Italy that idea. I think. I mean, I'm sure they've been doing it for centuries everywhere. But yes, agri agritourism is definitely getting to be a little bigger, where people go up to the farms and they'll like actually learn how to like kill an animal and, and then cook it that night. Um, so it's it's pretty awesome. You should definitely we should definitely try and see um, who we could team you up with in that yeah. respect how about yoga tourism i don't know if, i don't know if the killing the animal will go too well, well with the yoga we could we could harvest vegetables we don't necessarily have to cut off any chicken heads or anything yeah. <laughs> not not this time around <laughs> but yeah we're always trying to move everything forward here um so educating people on where their food comes from and how to do yoga and take it all in at the same time yeah it's right. all about nourishing i mean yoga and and eating are both about nourishing your body nourishing your soul and i think that eating has come to be such a rushed process in our society especially in new york city so it's so awesome what what you're doing dave and really asking people to please slow down for a moment and i think it's just it's a lesson that we really all need so it's really i'm i think it's so awesome i'm so psyched so um dave how did you go from the, the chocolates to the chefs how did that happen it's funny. I was, you know, I would sit with my girlfriend, and we would kind of fight over the remote. I wanted to watch the Laker game, and she would want to watch the, all the shows on the Food Network. And I realize now that the the chef is basically like a rock star in the <laughs> modern day. Nice, yeah. And deservedly show, deservedly so, because you know what the the state of ecstasy that a, a great chef creates in the person eating the food. I mean, it's just like. I like to say it's as amazing as being in the front row at Radio City Music Hall, seeing a great guitarist, you know, rip on stage. I mean, that state of sensory ecstasy is, is just as powerful when you're eating. And so I had this idea that, you know, I think yoga teachers and chefs have a lot in common. I mean, yoga teachers, don't let them fool you. They tend to be a little bit crazy. <laughs> Almost every yoga teacher has a screw loose. And uh, <laughs> you could tell them I said that. And chefs are the same way. All the chefs that I've met in my life are these kind of crazy, fun-loving people. And chefs and yoga teachers have, have similar missions. They each want to create that state of sensory ecstasy. The yoga teacher uses 
the body, the chef uses the palate, but the mission is similar. So I thought there might be an interesting connection there. Oh, I love it. Well, we're going to take a short break. I just wanted to thank today's sponsor. We're going to come right back with uh, David Romanelli. Um, Thanks to Hearst Ranch Day for sponsoring today's program. Hearst Ranch is the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. Since 1865, the Hearst family has raised cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of the Central California coast. The result is beef with extraordinary flavor that's as memorable and natural as the surrounding landscape. For more information, go to www.hearstranch.com. We'll be right back with the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report. back the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report. I'm here with a special co-host today, Michaela Best of Yoga Anonymous. You can listen to the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report every Wednesday live at 5. Feel free to search the archives anytime. Just go to www.heritageradionetwork.com. Uh, we've got David Romanelli on the line with us today, also known as Yeah Dave, uh, known for his jam sessions, bringing yoga and food together. Dave, um, what kind of events do we have coming up um, down the line to get people psyched about yoga and food? This weekend, I'm doing yoga for foodies at a, a restaurant called Akasha, which is in Culver City, Southern California. Akasha was the chef there and was really big into or, the organic movement, you know, like 20 years ago before there was a Whole Foods anywhere. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm gonna. it's going to be a little bit of a break, and then the next yoga for foodies is going to be in Houston with Monica Pope um, September 24th I believe and aren't you going somewhere special in November November is a yoga and culinary adventure to Playa del Carmen Mexico Um, and but and also a yoga for foodies retreat to Sedona so there's a bunch of great stuff coming up. It's on my, my website, yogaforfoodies.com. It's all up there. So people can sign up there, learn a little bit more about um, the, the retreats and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Wonderful. So um, I know you talked about living in the moment a little bit earlier, and I think, is that also the name of a book that you, you wrote? <laughs> yes, my book is called Yeah, Dave's Guide to Live in the Moment, and the subtitle is Getting the Ecstasy Through Wine, Chocolate, and Your iPod Playlist. Wow. <laughs> it's all about, you know, embracing everyday pleasures and passions as the means to becoming present. You know, that so many days go by where we don't remember a single thing that happened. We're just mm-hmm. so busy. So mm-hmm. I have this mantra in the book that every day of your life, if you, could, if you could enjoy one beautiful moment, one 
delicious moment and one funny moment. And literally, there's a little checklist in the back of the mm. book to practice. <laughs> it's a way. It's a way to create substance in your day. You know, to, to eat one delicious treat to allow yourself to laugh. You know, when you otherwise might get stressed out. Mm. Having a sense of humor is is just kind of an attitude you have. There's a great quote that says, "A person without a sense of humor is like a wagon without springs, mm-hmm. jolted by every pebble in the road." You got some and the last ones. one is. <laughs> is beautiful just to stop and when you might not have time allow yourself to enjoy something beautiful go back to ferris bueller with that one <laughs> so you're asking your readers to organize their pleasure <laughs> basically yeah and check basically. it off make sure you're check it off, every yeah. mark um well you talking about living in the moment what are some of the things that you've learned you know most you know talking to these chefs and and you know going to the farmer's market and bringing people to to really become a little more aware about the food that they're eating and where it comes from most of the chefs I've met are remarkable. It's, it's so much of it is about the energy that goes into food and the environment, and you know they bless the food. And maybe that's just the chefs that I've met, but a lot. It's it, I was so surprised that you know it was how spiritual it was for a lot of them, and just creating an environment in which to enjoy food um, was almost was more their emphasis, it seemed, than the ingredients or you know the approach mm-hmm. to it. So I thought that was really interesting, a great lesson. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something real quick. That's basically how I got involved with food. I used to waitress, and it always like made me really excited, and I would get such pleasure, honestly, out of knowing that I was making money off of like you know someone enjoying their experience. Because you know, waitressing, you're going to make more money, you know, based off of the person's experience in the restaurant. And even though I was only bringing food from the back of the house, from the chef to the table, it really felt like I was giving them something that they enjoyed and that basically led me to you know working and bringing something from you know all the way from the producer to the consumer now on a bigger level with you know heritage foods usa working with the farmers and being able to provide to these chefs all home cooks all across the country so it's definitely it definitely makes sense to me for sure the simple pleasures i mean i think everybody nowadays with the economy as it is and everything i mean everyone's all about how can i have more simple pleasures in my life. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, we're, we're big fans. Tomorrow we have to figure out, um, well, Mikhail's probably working on a little um, yoga session. We're going to be smoking a turkey with a bacon slab over it. <laughs> so we're going to yeah. do a little yoga before the, the turkey or after. We'll, we'll make sure to bless the turkey and the bacon first. <laughs> That should be I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> I know. Well, we have a friend that really loves bacon. I was just gonna bring the turkey, but you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll spice it up a little bit. But right, yeah. I mean, I think that also with that, it's um, you know, we have to have a sense of humor when we're trying to relate yoga to bacon, <laughs> and just like you said before, bringing a sense of humor to your everyday life, I think, is really important. Uh, so, Dave, what's your what, what's one of your favorite things to to cook? Oh, I'm not, I should, I, you know, the first thing I say <laughs> in my workshops is I'm not a foodie, oh. I am more, and I'm not a cook, okay. but I love to eat, and I love to create, <laughs> I love to create an environment in mm-hmm. which people can enjoy food in a little bit different way. You know, actually, I found the word foodie as a trigger, and I've had a lot of people tell me I'm not coming to the workshop because I'm not a foodie, yeah. and, you know, I think it's interesting, because what I mean by foodie is someone who has had an experience where they're eating food, and it's delivered them into a state of sensory ecstasy, a state where they can forget their troubles and worries and just be totally plugged into the moment. And so maybe a little dif- dif- different definition of a foodie. Definitely. Well, how did you get so um, in tune to, to Carlo Petrini? I mean, he's definitely like one of my 
biggest uh, I don't even know what the right word would be I mean I, I, I love to follow That's everything he, he says and I got the pleasure to meet him this, this past um, February and it was amazing I was super excited oh wow I was I just we were my girlfriend and I were watching Food Inc not knowing what to expect and it left us just in awe we couldn't I mean in awe in a bad way mm-hmm. and I just wanted to see what I could do I mean I was already had a few steps into the yoga and food movement so I thought it would be just a natural progression to keep going with food and I signed, you know I became a member of Slow Food and learned I read a book Carlos Petrini's book about slow food and his whole mission yeah and good, clean and fair exactly exactly and I'm just trying I mean most people don't know about it they don't know what it is and so I'm just trying and the best I can to help get the word out yeah I love it that's why I was so excited when I heard you it was the first quote you had today and I was just like yeah that's what we're talking about <laughs> so that's how that's how Heritage Foods USA got started um one of the, the you know the um umbrella that the Heritage Radio Network falls under so it's a marketing arm for the farmer for slow food originally so that's our connection to slow food oh wow yes love it it's awesome for sure um so tell me what else is going on I mean where are you right now it seems like you travel everywhere I travel a lot um I try to kind of share my live in the moment philosophy and lifestyle seems like you know several weekends throughout the year I'm on the road LA this weekend uh, next month, I'm going to be in Nashville, Memphis, Anchorage, um, Alaska, right. awesome. and Minneapolis. And the, the journey goes on. I love it. It's a great to, you know, I think it's it's interesting. Almost anywhere you go, people have this sort of epidemic of they're unable to be totally present. And I think everybody kind of knows that they're missing important moments in their lives. Mm-hmm. And everybody's, myself included, I'm teaching what I'm learning. Everybody's interested in how can we spend more time each day just present with the people we love and the things we're passionate about. So so that's kind of my mission, and I'm always out there doing it, and I'm always out there struggling with it myself. I'm in Today I'm at my home in, in Arizona where it's probably 112 degrees outside. Oh, so man. Wow. This is, this is steaming, smoking hot. Mm, yeah. Well, we're here <laughs> broadcasting live out of Brooklyn, and it's pretty hot here, too. 93, I think, it says. <laughs> we don't have the humidity. We have the dry heat. So you, it's, it's odd. You don't really either. sweat, but yeah. you feel it, for sure. Definitely. Um, so when do you come out to, to New York next? I'd love to get you here in the studio and uh, have you check out our, our farm that we're broadcasting beneath and um, in front of. We've got two farms now, one on the roof and one behind us. <laughs> I love it. I'd love to check it out. I, I was just out there the other day. I'm going to be... In New York in October. I haven't pinpointed the date yet, but we'll have to definitely put something together. I'd love yeah. to meet you. And yeah, we check, could check it introduce out. you to some to some chefs, or I would love to just um, you know find out where you're going to be and you make sure to spread the good word and, and get people involved in um, you know the movement that you're trying to, to grow. The same way you know we're trying to grow um, a sustainable food movement here. I love it. Let's definitely collaborate. Awesome. All about. Good stuff. So, Dave, um, where can we go once again to, to learn more about each and every one of your awesome upcoming events? Well, the website's yogaforfoodies.com, F-O-O-D-I-E-S.com, and that has some highlights of past Yoga for Foodies events. It has upcoming tour dates and some fun pictures and a chance to shop for some of the really interesting things I've found on my on my journey, interesting discoveries uh, that most of which appeal to the senses. Are these and ingredients? Really, what's that? Are those ingredients? You mean? So 
some are ingredients. Some are, uh, you know, there's this special lavender that my friends in Sedona, they pick it in the French Alps every year and come back to their little garage in Sedona and make this incredible lavender. Um, different, uh, there's raw vegan chocolates made by the, this mother and daughter team and right here in Arizona. There's a raw, another raw food company called Hail Mary. All these really amazing people I've met who are embracing everything that we're talking about and trying, I'm trying to help them get the word out about their creations. So well, it's all the f- good stuff that can be found on, the, on my website. Awesome. I love it. And we're going to have to get you, we're going to have to get you some heritage food so you can um, really um, see what I'm doing here and um, the, the farmers that I work with that are, that are producing such awesome stuff um, every day and, you know, really just giving back to the earth and, and you know, keeping it slow and basically just the, the genetics and, and everything that, the, the, the knowledge that they pass down, you know, from, you know, the, the, the past generations that have been on the land before them. And I think that really does go with how we open the show with them, um, you know, the, the yoga, the traditions that came from, you know, um, where East Asia or where yoga got started. I don't, I don't know. A thousand years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about getting, I mean, there's, it's all, that's the big connection between yoga and, and slow food is it's about getting reconnected and getting rooted in, in yourself and, and your truth, I think it's so easy to lose track of that now. And you really have to let go and kind of disengage from the world around you, which takes a little courage. You mm-hmm. kind of feel like you're being lazy when you're turning mm-hmm. off your cell phone and shutting down the computer. Just Sometimes we got to go there, though, and get reconnected to the earth, to the spirit, to all that stuff. Yeah, and we can't lose the traditions just like you're preserving when you guys are teaching yoga every day. Um, that's what I'm trying to do by, you know, preserving the, the heritage breeze that the farmers I work with um, produce. So I think it's, it's pretty awesome, and I'm super excited that you joined us on the show today. Definitely uh, hope to get a chance to meet you in October, and um, by then it'll be deep in turkey season, and... Uh, um, we're happy to have Michaela Best um, here with us today from Yoga Anonymous. Yeah, Dave, you've been awesome. Check him out. Thanks, Dave. There's also yeahdave.com. And we'll be back next week with uh, Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report live every Wednesday at 5. Thanks. Thanks.